What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treason, Dan Keith for coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. Uh, a week full of good bets last week. I felt like we all did pretty good looking at how we went and how the season's going. I am back above 500. Maybe I shouldn't say everybody because I did. I feel like I did all right, 7-3. I feel like my curse is officially broken. And congrats to me for also just creating a new one right then and there. Welcome into another episode, though. We are excited to break down uh, the news of the NFL, a little round the laces, our new bets. And then in our own Dynasty League, it has just been uh, an absolutely crazy day. We've officially deemed it a holiday in fantasy football as our, uh, I believe, National Trade Day is what we're going to call it, our National Trade, just a bunch of crazy, stupid picks. Uh, for pretty much no reason day uh, in our Dynasty League. So excited to get into that. Good to see you, boys. Sorry for missing last week, but it's good to be back. Yeah, happy to have you back, man. How was, how was, how was the golf tournament? How was everything? Just how- Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a tournament. It was just sure. a flat-out golf trip, which I'm not trying to be. That's yeah. what I meant, yep, for sure. So we planned this in Dallas about two or three months ago, um, and when we made the trip plans, it was like, you know what? Dallas only averages five days of rain in the month of October. Well, our luck, those five days in the month of October all happened to be while we were there in Dallas. So the amount of golf that we wanted to do did not get to happen, but we did get to play a couple of rounds on Friday, which is fun. We just didn't get to on Saturday or Sunday or even Thursday night like we had hoped when we got down to Dallas because it's about a six, seven hour drive for us so not that too far of a trek down south but mother nature played its course played her round and uh didn't let us get to play golf like we wanted but other than that it was a pretty good time it was fun nice. good to hang out with the boys and go play with golf uh go play some golf and then we got to ride these sick scooter cars that are like motorcycles where your clubs yeah. are in the middle and dude like my bag's a black callaway bag and my motorcycle was black and every time i got off the car and like looked back at it it just looked like the batman motorcycle from the newest batman and i was just like feeling good and i was playing fantastic golf so i played my best round of golf that morning that i have all year so it was a pretty good round to to start the trip with that's awesome those things are those things are sick there's nothing better nothing better than like destination golfing and playing your best yeah, like when it all comes together, this is this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw your uh, I saw the little carts on your. Uh, it was either on Snap or on Instagram, and I was like, baby. I, and I was like, I need one. Yeah, they're sick. Like I, I just want one around the house. I, I, I just want one everywhere. Totally, for sure. Nice, cool. All right. And then you um, went to? Didn't you go to World Series game too? <laughs> well, yes. <Uh-oh. laughs> what do you mean? But, we went. We didn't necessarily pay. <laughs> so we went to we went to the World Series game in Dallas on Saturday night. Of course, the Rangers playing the Diamondbacks, and we go to a spot, uh, kind of like a, if you're from the Kansas City area, you know the area. There's like a a party district, but this type of deal in Texas is connected to the stadium. So there's some parts where you're at where you can see inside the stadium and see the field, and it's pretty neat. Um, but afterwards, so we didn't get to see the game. Like that's the other thing, but we were in the stadium after the game ended because we walked up and it was just pretty much like, Hey, like forgot something in there. And they were like, Oh yeah, be sure to go get it. And so me and another buddy did two separate people and they both let us in as like separate instances. And our other buddy just snuck in on his own. So we pretty much just got to walk around the stadium while it was empty. And the only people on the field are media members and people cleaning the stadium and stuff. And we were just walking around taking pictures. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. We didn't see the world series game there. We didn't get to see it live, but. To be in the stadium afterwards was pretty dope. That's awesome. Very cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's cool. So, all right. Okay. Um, 
I think we should get into it. So there's a lot of news. You want to get into it? There's yeah. a pile of news. There's a pile of news. So first off, we have the real NFL trade deadline that happened on Halloween. Not as exciting. Not as exciting, but still pre- some pretty big names, man. I mean, Montez it's, it, Sweat. it's better better than the average year. I feel like in the last two years, we're kind of like moving slowly for it to be exciting. As far as major sports go, the NFL has the worst trade deadline. It does, for sure. It, it for sure does. But, I mean, still, Montez Sweat getting moved to the Bears. Interesting trade. Do we want to talk about the Bears? Yeah. Garbage? Like, I think there's three letters that summarize the Bears, and they are WTF. Um, I don't understand. I don't know if y'all saw the comment this morning. Let me pull it up because I want to quote directly. Yeah, so Chicago Bears head coach Matt Eberflus comes out and says, the culture here is great. Okay? The culture here is great, folks. They've had two coaches quit this year for personal reasons. Positional coaches quit for personal reasons, including one this morning. They've traded a top 35 pick when they're rebuilding two straight years. Last year was a top 35 pick for Chase Claypool, who's currently a Miami Dolphin when they gave him away because it just wasn't working. This year, I think it's safe to say the Bears are probably going to pick top five. So we got another top 35, top 37 pick. So you've done that twice, and you're currently starting – a D2 quarterback, a Division II undrafted rookie quarterback because your franchise quarterback has regressed to the point where he has a thumb injury that Matt Stafford, who's 15 years older, is looking to play through this weekend, but Justin Fields has had multiple weeks off. You're right. You're right. The culture is great. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I think it was a horrible trade for them. Um, Like... Sweat is a great player, but I know that you're going to have all this money, but also like you could have spent pick 35 to 40 on a DN most likely or traded up and got one for much, much cheaper. And just, they're not a DN away is the problem. Um, So like, I just don't see the true value there, even though like it's a good player, just like where they're at as a team. I have a hard time justifying that. Here's what I don't get like, okay, if they did that, if they did that, they should have had a contract extension in place last year when Miami traded a one away, which was just probably 10 picks higher than the second that the bears has traded away. uh, Bradley Chubb got to Miami. And I think before he had time to take a piss, he was, he inked a contract extension. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Because the longer this goes, the more pressure is going to be on the bears to extend him. And he's playing with house money. He has he doesn't have to sign with him. Exactly. He's getting no reason. I mean, he's no hair off his ass. Totally. For sure. Austin, what are your thoughts? I just don't know what the Bears plan is. Like, yeah. You have so much more that your team needs, and you're trading away draft assets for an edge player that, you know, Kiefer just pretty much just said to you, like, might not sign back with you. If that's the case, what are you doing? What yeah. what's your future plan there, Brian Poles? Because nothing else is good. Yep. The culture is not there like you want it to be. So I just feel like he's in a position where he's going to try and make things work. But until you have the right head coach in place and the right quarterback, things aren't going to look good. So I feel like this is just trying to to put paint over a hole and or a picture over a hole in the wall. And it's just not going to fix anything. Agreed. Agreed there. Uh, next one. Huge one. Um, Chase Young, also Washington defensive end. 
going to the 49ers. The rich get richer and that for a third round pick. Perfect for them, right? Because they're going to lose play. They lost players that they're probably going to get a third round comp pick anyways. So like, who cares that they're losing this third round pick? Yeah, this was a um, third round pick that they got because of one of their minority coaches getting uh, hired by another team. Uh, Yeah, D'Amico Ryans. So they got this pick for free. And if Chase Young signs somewhere else this offseason, they get it back. They basically get a third round pick. So he's just kicked the pick. So you take a third round pick, you kick it down the road a year, and you get Chase Young. And also, this is what you get to do when you have a seventh round starting quarterback on your team, right? And you're not paying a quarterback. Like you get to do these type of things. Like if they want to extend him, they can probably easily find a way to extend him. So I just want to, does this drive you guys crazy? Cause I do this. Like I try to rationalize teams decisions in my head. Like, okay, this is what that team did. Whether I'm a fan of that team or I hate that team or whatever. Why did they do it? Like, okay. Like what is their long-term goal and how is this a step in the future? Either like looking through a salary cap situation or a, you know, a contract coming up, a retirement player, a hole in free agency. Like why are they doing this? What, what obstacle are they either fixing or trying to get ahead of? And you see some teams do it, and big shock, everybody. These are the teams that are going deep in the playoffs every year, and you're like, okay, wow, they did it again, right? The Chase Young trade of the 49ers. Oh, wow, they did it again. And then you have teams like the Bears, and you're like, I don't understand how um, – I don't think that a single GM in football is stupid. I think you have to be very intelligent to get to that position. Yep. But that doesn't mean I can't question some of these decisions because, like, they're making this job harder than it seems it should be. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I'm going to go down the list of a few other trades that happen, and then I'll let you guys kind of talk to whichever ones you want to. Um, the Giants trade Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a second and a fifth. We got the Vikings trading Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars for the sixth round pick. We got the Cardinals that trade Josh Dobbs, who they just benched, to the Vikings for a six rounder. Oh, and Cardinals also traded away seven. So Dobbs in a seventh for a six rounder. And then the Browns got Donovan Peoples Jones for a six rounder. I think those are all the, the Lions did. The, the Browns traded away. Yeah. Lo- Donovan Peoples Jones to the Lions. Browns traded yeah. DPJ to the Lions. Yeah. Sorry. And I think that's the main ones. Um, there's a lot of rumors about some other players, including guys like Jalen Johnson on the Bears, but that just never happened. Um, so we'll start with these trades here. If there's anything else you guys want to talk about, that matters. If you guys don't, that's totally fine. Um, we can move on to other news because there's some other huge news in the NFL the last 24 hours. I think for me with uh, the Chase Young draft or trade, excuse me, like I didn't really say much there. The biggest thing for me is like that's all they went for. And if you're Washington and you're the head coach, Ron Rivera, you've pretty much realized like, yeah, this, they're, they're done with the season. Like management – you know, the top dogs, they're done. They're giving up. I'm screwed. Don't really have a chance trying to make things work with Sam Howe. We just got rid of our defensive guys. And you're looking at this team as like, why didn't you trade away Terry McLaurin then? Why didn't you give him an opportunity to go somewhere and get a, free, a fresh start? He's what, 20, 28 years old, going to be turning 29 or just turned 28? He's not going to be there for any turnaround success. You're not going to get any immediate help there. Why not allow him an opportunity to go do something? And granted, I know he's getting paid a lot, so it's just kind of maybe that's part of it. But if you're just moving on from Chase Young and you're trading away Montez Sweat and people have their own opinions on it, I get it. 
But if that's all they went for, why are there not more teams in the mix for a guy like Chase Young? Yeah, it's fair. And in Donovan think... Peoples, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. You you finish your point. I was gonna say in the Donovan Peoples Jones being traded to Detroit. I think that's a good fit for him. Just he gets to go back home. Was from you know from Detroit. Played in Michigan anyways. That's going to be neat, but he also didn't go for very much, and he's kind of one of those guys that doesn't get the respect that I think he deserves. He's a better receiver than most people give him credit for, but the like it's just the Lions that now have it, and now you're looking at the Lions and go, man, they just have so much talent in the receiver room now where it doesn't matter who's on the field. Someone's going to make a play for him, and that's exactly what Jared Goff needs and what he has now, and it's just phenomenal for the Lions. Like they, The rich just got richer with that trade, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you, Austin. I think that that, uh, you know, to the average fan, the Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions trade seems like a non-factor. Like, it doesn't matter. But I think overall that could be one of the more impactful trades. You look at Detroit, a team that is very much in their winning window now after uh, punting a couple of years. And they lose Marvin, uh, Marvin Jones, who steps away from football. And I think this trade is actually more about Jamison Williams than anybody. Because I think they're getting a little sick of his weekly boneheaded plays. Yes, phenomenal, talented, but also a bonehead. I'm not just talking about the gambling thing. I'm talking about drops, talking about missed assignments. And Donald Peoples-Jones can block. He can block his A-double-S off. So in a Detroit team that is modeled after Dan Campbell, after Detroit, Michigan, a very tough city, very tough head coach, a wide receiver with a big frame that can stretch the field, but also do the dirty work, make those crackback blocks on a you know on an outside linebacker on a nickel corner. I think this is a trade that we'd look back in January and go, okay, that made a lot of sense to just sure up a position, just make it a little stronger. Yep. I think you're exactly right. Otherwise, the only other big news, in my opinion, is that Arthur Smith is a terrorist. But yeah. we knew that. Yeah. So um I'm going to go opposite of you guys. I actually don't think it's, that's that big of a deal. I actually don't think that Donovan Peoples-Jones is that good of a football player. No, um, I th- I don't I think he's going to be a like I'm not saying he's going to, you know, go off and have 500 yards in January or you know, Feb or December. I'm saying it's going to be a very like we're going to look back at it and be like, "Okay, I see how he helps this team. He does a lot of not stat sheet things very well. That's going to help Detroit sure up that room." That's fair. That's fair. I also think that this is a bad move because you're not giving Jameson Williams a chance. If Has he earned one? You better give him a chance. Well, you, I understand you, they took him in the first round and traded tra- up for him. You I traded totally up get that. You better but, give him a chance. I mean, he's, he's played. He's played like three games. Yeah, but he's practices every day, doesn't he? Like we don't know. We don't know what goes on at practice. You know, maybe he's not earning those reps. Everything we know about that Detroit team all is that he does, we don't he hand does, things to you. All he does in Detroit is run deep. Like, literally, like, if I'm a safety, I see Jamison Williams, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just take a couple steps back because all he's doing is running deep. Like, I think that's he had all a, he does. I think he had a crosser hit him in the face last weekend. Cool. So he gets to run one crosser a week. Congrats. Well, coach. I'm just saying, like, you, these are, these are little things that would drive a coach like Dan Campbell crazy of not doing the little things well to help the team do the big things i'm not saying he's a bust i'm saying like i could see yeah. that as a for a sixth seventh round pick swap i think is what they gave up for people's jones yeah that is a very low investment no, the, the, the low just investment's to, fine the low just investment to lock is fine. it up no the low investment's fine i'm saying 
you better give Jameson Williams more opportunities to do other things. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Like all all year we'd heard, wait until Jameson Williams comes back and then he's going to open up this. Then he's going to open up this offense. The offense is going to be opened up once Jameson Williams back and he's been back and it's it, just not happened. It's just not happening. So that's just my opinion. Um, and maybe it's, maybe I'm a, more of a Jameson Williams guy then maybe that's why, but anyways, um, my two cents uh, on the Jacks, because I'm obviously going to bring up the Jacks trade. Ezra Cleveland, I think that's a huge win for them, being able to put him into the, the left guard slot uh, when they get off the bye, in ranked number eighth guard in the NFL per PFF. Um, you know, like I'm not a big PFF guy, but you like to see that. Not a ton of not a ton of pressures, not a ton of sacks he's given up this season. Um, Got to keep 16 upright. That's kind of where we're at. So, um that's that on that. Okay. Vegas. Shit show. Firing everybody while we're all sleeping like we were not going to notice that that just happened. So, uh, like, love that. You weren't up checking waivers at 3 a.m.? I was not. Factually, guys, factually correct. Did you guys hear the, and I'm sure it's just a fan theory, just a rumor, but in my entire life, I don't think I've ever wanted anything to be true more about McDaniel getting fired. Sorry, what? Did you hear mm-hmm. like the insider theory about why McDaniels got fired? No. no okay. Bad. So apparently, then I'm reading this. Okay. Apparently, the last straw was when McDaniels, who is a well known around the league circles as a guy who goes all out for Halloween, came to the Raiders' facility dressed as Mark Davis the day after losing to the Lions on Monday Night Football, which would have been Halloween. Davis seemed to take the joke in stride at first. So this would be Mark Davis. He appeared to laugh and even order ordered his now trademark PF Chang's lunch to McDaniels to complete the look. After the two had eaten, Davis suggested that McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which read, You're fired, hot shot, according to multiple sources who viewed the dessert. No way. Yeah, I know, but no... don't you want it to be true? Yeah, obviously that'd be hilarious. But no, I mean, if, <laughs> let's just say that was true, Mark Davis. You have to sell the team. You fired a guy with a fortune cookie. Thing that's supposed to be like, dude, I think that's gangster as shit. No, that's dude, when the guy comes as you dumb. for Halloween. Going as your boss for Halloween is a very high risk, high reward scenario. And when you're already on the hot seat to do that. Like, I think it's pretty gangster that if Mark Davis did fire him that way. Big yeah. fan. It's fair. It's fair. I think I it'd think be Mark harder. Davis should sell the team. Yeah, definitely should, but he's not going to. He's no reason to. I mean, it's... why would you? Yeah. Because he can't have success. He's had zero success as the owner. He he has he got him, he got him to Vegas. Millions and millions of dollars of success. Like he just makes money. Ugh. He doesn't have trophies, but he's got fucking stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah. Like, like if I was an owner and I wasn't winning and somebody told me to sell the team, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> Plus, like the longer the longer you my own sweet. team, like isn't he yeah. the poorest owner in the league? Who gives a shit? He's Who still gives an owner. A shit? There's 32 of them in the world. That's <laughs> like being the be slowest. A, that's like being the slowest Olympic runner. Who cares? <laughs> you're still you're still better than everybody else. 
that's like that, that's like being the practice squad member on the Chiefs last yeah, year. Yeah, but doesn't his financial situation hinder the team from being able to make true and honest moves in terms of their contracts? No, I think the people with like I the think guaranteed the money and I mean he's that. literally gonna be paying three head coaches next year. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It's not the yeah. player salaries, it's the fact that he's still playing, he's still paying John Gruden. Yep. He will be play, will be paying McDaniels, and then they gotta hire somebody. Yeah. And they crazy. gotta hire somebody. It's crazy. I'm I'm you with mean, you, Austin. He's he's a god awful owner, but but like why never sell. Never so. <laughs> um, and like I know, just we'll win, do this. baby. I just can't, win, Dad. <laughs> Dad's so pissed in his grave right now. He's like, "You yeah. better draft somebody that runs a four-two-seven, or I'm coming after your ass. Gonna no, start haunting you. Gonna start haunting you." Um, yeah. And I know we'll do this after the season, but does any like do you have anybody just off the hip pegged for this job? Because I have a name, and I it's gonna be a very roll your eyes name, but it makes. A lot of sense. I think they need to hire somebody who doesn't have a name. Zero expectations. I go ahead, Dan, and then I'll say mine. I think my name is Brian Flores. And the reasoning is, is they've spent the last two years bringing in quote unquote Patriots people that, you know, do it the right way, our people, our system. And that didn't work. So you have the personnel in a Patriots system. You're going to need a Patriots coach. Brian Flores has been on a two-year sabbatical uh, getting coach connections because his biggest problem in Miami was his inability to put together a staff because his only previous employment was with the Patriots. So now he's been with the Steelers, currently with the Vikings. And I think he is – we've seen it. Brian Flores can take a below-average team and get you to average. And I think the Raiders truly just need someone to steady the damn ship. Okay, like we can't be doing this herky jerky Jay, you know, Gruden and then McDaniels and da 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 four and twelve, eight and eight, four and twelve, ten and six. We need to have a couple like nine, ten win seasons in a row. And obviously the Raiders are in better shape than the Dolphins when Flores took them over. So I just feel like he is a guy who can raise the floor. I feel like they've been shooting for ceiling and they just need to raise the floor here for a couple of years and just steady things. So that's why I thought Flores. Austin, you got anybody? No, I think, I think you need to go after somebody who just doesn't have a big name. Someone that has zero expectations and just kind of let them come in, figure things out, create a new culture, set a new tone and just grow with them. You got, you got to give someone time because if you come in with someone who has expectations or what you want out of it, it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not going to, you're not going to find that in that division. The chargers have too much talent. The Broncos have Sean Payton as their head coach who look like they're starting to kind of figure things out and just play his style of football and what he wants. Yes. They beat the chiefs this last weekend, but two weeks ago I came on here and said the same thing. The Broncos looked better against the chiefs two week, two times they've played in the last three weeks. And I can't see the offense could not score more than 24 points. Like, it's just, think, I think so the Broncos saying, are kind of starting to figure it out. I think things look much better than what they did. I'm not saying they're going to go and win the division, but the Broncos are figuring things out with Sean Payton, and that's good for Sean Payton. And then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So if you're the Raiders, I'm not saying, like, just give up, but at the same time, it's like you got to accept where you're at, who you have on your team, and what you've got going forward. And 
If you get someone in with expectations, they're going to turn around in a year. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to in that division. So you're saying they should go find their John Gannon? I mean, he had no expectations this year, right? Like yeah. that type of you coach? No, but like, I think John Gannon's in a spot where like there is nothing there. When you look at like the Raiders, you at least have Devontae Adams and you have Max Crosby. So like maybe those are the pieces. Devontae Adams, there's no way he's coming in as a Raider next year. Like this is it. There's no way he's going to do another season of this with a new head coach. He's not in a rebuilding spot in his career. So he's gone. But like Max Crosby, that's your foundation piece. He's not a pup either, though. He's, I think he's like 28, 29. I thought he was younger than that. I thought he might. He very well could be. He's 26 maybe he or 27. Just, Maybe he just looks old. What about an? I'm blanking on his name. What about the 26? He's 26. You're right. Okay, that's good. That's good age. What about the dude that was their interim head coach in 2021? Rich Bisaccia. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's the he, special teams coordinator for the goddamn Bay. Packers. Yeah, why don't they bring him back? Because they fucking won with him, and they yeah, never should have left. Loved him. Loved him. Yeah, handwritten notes like Peyton Manning. Yeah, bring him back. You want to win, Raiders? Do it. Just win, baby. That's my take. That's my take. All right. Okay. Um, What do you guys want to get into? I know we had crazy trades today in our fantasy. I think we need to table that for another episode. I think so so as well. Because I think there's going to be more in the next couple days. So next week it'll be electric. Might be be more in the next couple hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, seriously. Let's dive into our bets. So, yes, Austin, fantastic week for you. Seven and three. Happy for you. Got back up to 500, which was great. I actually had my worst week of the year. Uh, first week under 500. I went four and six. Um, still at 53%. Need to get that higher. Dan, where are you sitting right now? Uh, I am basically right at 500. Right at 500. And I yeah. was uh, like a combined 10 yards from going like nine and one this week. Yeah. Just Love furious it. at life. Love it. It's fine. All right. Okay. Let's Everything's dive fine. Into it. Dan, why don't you kick us off with your so, uh, college bets? And I need y'all to talk me out of a couple of these bets. Um, as I said, pre-show, I currently have 12. So I'm bringing it to the good people. I know a lot of times, sometimes we come with 11, we come with nine, and we find our ways through the water, let each other talk us in or out of some things. I'm already letting you know I see two that just don't smell right. I Ooh. can already tell you that. Okay, well, that's a, that's a good feeling. All right. Uh, so okay. um, so uh, first game, I got Notre Dame, two and a half point favorite going to Clemson. What? That's one. Are you serious? <laughs> Clemson just got their ass kicked. Everybody's down on them. Uh, like that number, people are like that number should be like ten. That number should yeah. be nine. Right? It should be like six and a half. And when it, when it's this number, that means run the fuck away from it. Duh, just it like, just feels like Notre Dame should beat them by three scores. They should. They won like, Dabo is on. Have you like listened to what the yes. Dabo has been saying? He's the worst. He needs to shut them. I don't care how much they're paying you. They should pay you more to shut up. Yeah, he's the worst. He's a grumpy old man yelling at a cloud. Like, yeah. I'm sorry the game has passed you by and you refuse to grow until it was too late. My bad. I'm sorry you don't have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, or, life's hard when you don't have a freaking generational quarterback. Yeah. Uh, next game, South Bama, six and a half point dog going to Troy. Troy has been heating up, but every year this is one of the most underrated rivalry games in college football tune in for this one's going to be a great game it's always tight so a touchdown just seems like too much next game houston three and a half point dog 
going to Baylor, uh, understand that uh, um, Dave Aranda, Baylor head coach, is coaching for his job right now. So is Dana. Uh, Houston has been a comeback artist this year. They just won't go away when you're playing. So once again, three and a half point dog, kind of like that thing. It's either a three point game or an outright upset. Next one, Coastal Carolina, one point dog going to Old Dominion. Um, Grace McCall is not playing, but the backup, in my opinion, looked pretty damn good last week. Uh, this line's already moved. I got Coastal Carolina's one point dog at the beginning of the week. It switched. Now they are, I believe, a point and a half favorite. So pays to bet early. Would you uh, take next, that bet? Let's just say that. Let's let's do this. If it was one and a half, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, thought Coastal, I thought Coastal, I thought Coastal should have been favorite. Okay. So cool. yeah, I would take them, especially a point and a half. Um, next one, SMU going to Rice. SMU's offense is seemingly unstoppable. I don't know if they got into Michael's secret stuff in Space Jam or what, but they're dropping what feels like at least 50 every week. I don't think Rice can hang with them. And then uh probably game of the week is Washington USC. Washington, a three-point favorite. I believe they're probably a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Maybe this was the Monday line. And this one does worry me because I 100% think this could be a Caleb Williams, everybody get on my back game. And historically, we used to make the jokes all the time, some people still do, that the Pac-12 is going to Pac-12. It's going to cannibalize itself so it's good teams just never get to the playoff or the championship or whatever you want to call it, the BCS. The, now we get the playoff next year, it'll be a team of 12, and for God's sake, someone's going to get in. But this feels like a game that Washington steps on their own dicks. Caleb gets in a shootout, and it is a Penix, Williams, who gets to hold the ball last, and Caleb could. So that game kind of scares me. And then LSU, I have the individual team over at 27.5 versus Bama. Which USC, I just think they score more than that over Bama. Yeah, the USC one is also the one that scares me. Washington, okay. Washington should beat them by legit probably twenty five points, like they should. That number. Should Washington, be uh, Washington also struggled last week, so I thought, okay, this is probably a little bit of a buyback. People are probably down on Washington, yeah. So maybe that's why the spread's not, you know, four and a yeah. half, something like that. Austin, sure. how you feeling on them? I'm actually right there with you, Dan. Uh, I think this is a game where we look at USC and. This is also the week that the Pac-12 just cannibalizes because it's Washington that has a tough schedule coming up, um, and Oregon does as well, like the remaining schedule. So in Washington, I think their next three games are all very losable games, uh, and depending because they play USC, and then I think they play Utah, and I think they play Oregon State. I think that's their next three after. Or another, third, yeah. another thing that scares me is this is basically an elimination game for USC, where if they lose to Washington, they are dead like 100% dead. Yep. They're basically yeah. dead already. You know, they're basically dead already. They're just not they control their own distance, like officially so. eliminated. So I feel like this is a, you know, back up against the wall. Yeah. This could be a Heisman moment weekend for Caleb Williams. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, he's having like a better that. year this year than he did last year as the Heisman winner. Like That's the thing though. Caleb Williams is having a good year. He just has zero defensive help. He's got all the picks. Yeah. He had a trash game against Notre Dame. Yeah. It was Notre Dame, right? He had like three picks. Yeah. I don't know. He so, had three against Notre Dame. Jesus. Yeah, three. In the two of them in the first half. Like in the, yeah. So yeah. I don't think I I don't know. I haven't looked at his stats compared, but I would have assumed it was clearly a lot Austin, worse. How are you, uh, I was just gonna say, speaking of Notre Dame, Austin, how are we feeling about them and Clemson? 
What did you say the line was? What did you have it at? Notre Dame, two and a half. I So I stayed away from that game because I looked at it as <clears throat> Notre Dame should probably handle that easily, but then it's also just their head coach has just been all over the place running his mouth like you mentioned. And I don't know if the, I don't know how this team responds to that. I don't know if this is a team that responds in a way of like, okay, hey, we're going to bounce back and be better and avenge the loss that we had or, you know, the tough back-to-back losses that we've had for the first time in who knows how long, or do we just curl up and give up on the season? I don't know how this team responds. I don't know who Clemson yeah. is anymore. And when you There's look at Notre Dame, talent. Notre Dame has been in some close ball games this year. But they just haven't – I don't feel like they've had that, like, foot on the throat. This is our dagger moment. Like, game's over. This is our time. Like, we've not seen they Notre beat, Dame just uh, do that. They beat Pittsburgh last week, like, 56-3. to three. Well, like, that's Pittsburgh, though. Pittsburgh has been garbage all year. Yeah. It would have been nice to see Notre Dame, like, like they should have and beat Ohio State. They should have exactly. beat Ohio State. Yes. They yeah. just we, – we haven't got to see it. And, like – Clemson, let's say they they blow Clemson out of the water. We're going to look at it and be like, well, Clemson stinks this year. So, like, that loss or that win then carries no meaning. So, really, Notre Dame's kind of in a lose-lose situation no matter how this game goes on. Because if you blow them out of the water, it's like, well, okay, yeah, Clemson's not very good this year. But if it's a close game and then you beat them, it's like, wait, you let Clemson hang in with you? What the heck? They're not they're not Ohio State. You know what I mean? Ohio State's the number one team in the country right now. Thoughts on that are – I don't agree with it, but that is – I think it's it – uh... I think it's awesome that Wisconsin with their backup quarterback and third string running back is only 14 points worse than the best team in the country. That's uh, I think that's really nice. Take that for what it's worth. If that's an Ohio state dig or a Wisconsin stroking, I don't know which way. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, to me, I don't really give a shit because it's so early on. Like I don't care who they have. Like, like talk to me and like, talk to me in like four or five weeks. Can we say it? Yeah. Can we say it? Go for it. Ohio State season doesn't fucking matter until they play Michigan. Yeah. I hate it. I it's the big game, the big one, the big one. It's but not it, wrong though. Like it, it, it's, it's, it, it's a fact. Like like nothing yeah. you do fucking matters until you play Michigan. Yeah, for sure. Especially with how they are the last couple of years. But okay, let's go ahead and get into my bets. I feel like we've just taken forever for us to get to this point, but it's been a good show as well. So my college bets, TCU plus three versus Texas Tech. I've been having some luck with TCU betting this year. Going to roll with it. Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. I'm taking Ole Miss favored by three. They have looked fantastic the last couple of weeks in Ole Miss. I'm loving it. They're going to keep on rolling against the Aggies. Next up, I am taking the over at 42 and a half. Speaking of Ohio State, the over at 42 and a half of Ohio State versus Rutgers. The over at 41 and a half Utah versus Arizona State. That one I was a little iffy on, but... Hopefully Utah can just kind of get back on board and just start putting points up and having some fun against Arizona State. Then I have Tulane versus East Carolina. I'm also taking the over at 47 and a half. And then I'm just going to keep rolling with these Mizzou Tigers plus 15 and a half versus Georgia. I almost just kind of want to put it out there. Upset alert. I think this is a game that we should have all eyes on. A couple weeks ago, I had to do a quick show. I had to hurry up and leave. I forget what was going on. I think I took Mizzou to cover against LSU. The moment I left, you guys said, I am smashing LSU in the favor. And it ended up working out for you because Mizzou threw a pick six. But that game was close. Mizzou has played Georgia close the last couple years as well. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a close one. So I'm taking Mizzou plus 15 and a half. 
now that I've said this and tried to hype myself up, Mizzou's going to lose by 26. Just how Ooh. it works for me. Carson Beck's looked good. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, so this is my take. Is I actually thought that as well, Austin. I was like, ooh, I like that Missouri thing. But then I went back to what I said last week, which was accurate. Everybody's down on Georgia. The two games that got hyped up this year for Georgia. Kentucky. They put up 50, blew them the fuck out. Florida puts up 50, blows yeah. them the fuck out. They'll do it again. But I also think Missouri is the better team out of than all of them. I, I don't have a problem with this bet. It scares the shit out of me, but I also – like, here's what it is, Austin, and that you're probably going to agree with me. It almost feels like Missouri's winning this game or they're losing by 30. There's no in-between. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't <laughs> agree what, more. That's what I feel yeah. like with this game. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Austin, Austin, don't let Trees Remember, he's the guy who tried to say that nobody can ever bet on an over-under that's 32 and a half, and guess what? Smash that fucker, too. You did. You did. Never a doubt. Never, Never a, doubt. a doubt. Never a doubt. Jesus. All right. Okay. My turn. Uh, I'm going to start off with that Georgia-Missouri game. Uh, I do it with the over. Uh, I was Again, I was too scared to bet that the spread over 54 because, like I said, I felt like Georgia could put up 50 by themselves. So, give me the over 54 there. Uh, put me, Give me the under 45 on Notre Dame-Clemson. This feels like it's going to be a defensive battle here. Give me the under 45. Give me Oklahoma minus six at home against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma coming off of a loss. I feel like this number would have been 13 if they won last week, but they didn't. Didn't show up. Numbers lower. I love Oklahoma here. Uh, next one, I'm taking the under 51 in Coastal Carolina Old Dominion. Old Dominion's defense is good. Like Dan mentioned, Grayson McCall is not playing in this game, even though their defense or their backup quarterback did look better. I still like the under there. So give me under there. And then I got two more because I'm going with six at college. Uh, give me the under 60 and a half LSU Bama. I know both. I know LSU's offense can, can go, but I feel like Alabama's defense is starting to click a little bit. And this kind of feels like an old school LSU Bama game. Maybe like a, Maybe like a 14-21 game, like something like Maybe that. Maybe like a 28-7 game. LSU is going to get over 27 and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's fine too. As long as it's under six and a half, I don't give a shit. Um, and then I really like that SMU minus 11 So at Rice. So I'm taking that as well. Okay, okay, sweet. Flipping to the NFL side. First off, I would like to, once again, because we didn't mention earlier, that uh, we are out of the survivor pool and it is completely and utterly the chief's fault for shitting the bed. I don't care if you have the flu, anything like that you worthless pieces of shit. Um, that being said, they're probably <laughs> now that I put that on recording there. I, I, what I said, what I say earlier, I said, like, I hope all of them aren't sick, but they just have a runny nose all week. Just, like, they it's just, just, they it's just, their a, it's just a little, no, it's just a little runny side. nose. I hope that every time that I have, they put on a new pair of socks. They step in a puddle of water. Okay. Just I hope that uh, whenever they go to the bathroom, they're like one square of toilet paper short. You are just such a child. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I am. Okay. And I don't care because they, they made, they lost me a lot of money. Why didn't you ask me about that? Cause you because here. you weren't here. That doesn't matter. We have cell phones. So are we, are we saying this is like I people did. that I work I with. Did. These are like people I that did. I work with. Well, why didn't you just, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you send me Why a text? Why weren't you message? here, Austin? Why weren't you here? Why weren't you here? 
Because I was on a golf trip. Where were you? I already told I called, you about it. <laughs> I called three times. Not a what you need, how you do it. <laughs> Fuck off, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we needed the Chiefs, and they didn't come through. And I just know now that I've put on recording how mad I am at them, and they play my team this weekend. I think we all know what happened. In Germany. In, yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the Chiefs under – 27 and a half not touching the game spray anything else i think miami holds the chiefs under four touchdowns javon holland is Shit, back off everyone's protocol jalen ramsey looked like an absolute baller last weekend things are coming together jalen phillips is healthy so i feel good about that one uh they can get to 24 that's fine but just stay under 27 and a half next game taking our falcons we won't talk about the quarterback situation, but we're going to take them first half against the Minnesota Vikings as a two and a half point favorite. Excuse me. Uh, another game of potential backup quarterbacks in Giants Raiders. We talked about everything going on with the Raiders. The Giants also sold at the deadline. So I think this is a bad vibes, bad vibes combo. Uh, shout out to Seattle for getting Leonard Williams. We kind of buried the lead there. He might have been the best player traded at the deadline. Uh, so Giants Raiders under 37 and a half. This screams a just kind of sluggy, bad Division Seven high school football type game. Uh, going to take the Bills team over 21 and a half going to Cincinnati. That screams shootout to me. Uh, the Bengals are really starting to roll, and the Bills found themselves last week on Thursday night. Even I get Josh Allen didn't practice today, but we all know Josh Allen. He's going to play through it. He's a gamer. And then my final bet is probably the scariest one I have on the entire sheet. I am taking the Chicago Bears mm. against the New Orleans Saints to score over 13 and a half points. So you're going with the 11 points this week? I got to get rid of one still. I haven't decided which one. I'd get rid of that. Uh... No, the Chiefs bet's actually pretty good. The Chiefs are going to lose by 10. They're gonna get smoked. Oh, don't, Miami. don't. That is, don't. That this is, is so. Austin, no, you do, do this every. Oh, he nobody does, believes the does. Chiefs. They suck. Yeah. All you do is talk about how bad the Chiefs are, and then just the watch Chiefs them. are not. <laughs> what? The only time you're honest with anyone is on Sunday afternoons after the Chiefs games. That's yep. the only time you're honest about the Chiefs. Yep. Otherwise, all you do is talk about. Oh, I can't bet on them because it's bad luck. I can't say yep. they're gonna win because they'll lose. That's yep. all you do. So no, I no, don't do the oh, Chiefs are gonna lose by ten thing because then you're gonna come they, at me they are. at eleven thirty at eleven thirty on Sunday after everyone's it's watched a win, on win NFL for Network. Him. It's a win, and then win go for him. and then go. We are we are so good. We're back. Oh God, Taylor Swift. It's no, no, don't it's do a, that shit. Listen, Dan, it's a win win for him. He either gets to say I told you we were gonna lose by ten, yeah. or they Sick win. Of it. And then he gets to be like, in beach we trust. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. You guys. No, no, no. We're not. No, you're we're, playing. we're kings and you guys are peasants. I don't know what to tell you. Happy four you're years. You're playing against Jason. my team. We are you not dog. you do that. Both ah. sides of the fence bullshit. Tell me yeah, I'm wrong. You, tell me I'm wrong, Austin. Tell no, you're wrong. you're spot on, sweetheart. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, love it. Love you. We're not dealing Let's with go. both. <laughs> if you, so now that you said the Chiefs are losing by 10, if they win – just so you know, you say anything, you are going to get a naughty word sent back to you. I'm dead serious. I think the Chiefs lose, like be like you guys just went on that whole spiel, but I am being genuine. I do think the Chiefs lose by ten. Their defense is not going to be able to keep up with the fire with the firepower of the Dolphins' offense. The Chiefs right, defense take the Dolphins, has been take the Dolphins. The spread Chiefs, then. let me talk. Damn it, the Chiefs' defense has been good this year, but with yeah. Jalen Waddle back and Tyreek Hill playing the way that he has, Tua just 
even with the offensive line not being that good and the Chiefs pass rush has been impressive this year, it doesn't matter. He's going to be able to get the ball out of his hands so quick. Oh, and while he's sitting here throwing the ball everywhere, Raheem Mozart just continues to ball and continue to make plays. It is just incredible looking at this Dolphins offense because there's no slowing him down. And as much as I love the Chiefs and as good as I think the Chiefs defense has been this year, it's just this is going to be like you meet your maker here. Like the Chiefs are going to have to look at themselves in the mirror after this and go, man, we should have done more for this offense. We should have done something at the trade deadline. So because the only thing you have is a splash pay, play with Raheem or uh, Rasheed Rice, excuse me, when Patrick's making something happen or Travis Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco runs the ball well, but like outside of that, Sky Moore is not getting separations on his route. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling has become um, just pretty much a nothing. I don't know why you went and got him because you don't use him. You don't do anything with him on the outside. He only plays on the outside, and that's it. It's just you don't give him any jump balls. This is a 6'5 receiver who has lights out speed, and we see nothing from it. Like, I've just gotten to a point where it's just annoying. Like, it's frustrating watching this Chiefs offense, and you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, and it's like, just get the ball out of your hands and let someone make something happen. And then when you see the replay, you're like, well, he can't freaking do that because there's nobody open downfield. It just stinks that you come into the year thinking this might be the best receiving quarter the Chiefs have had in the Mahomes era. And now we're sitting here looking at it eight weeks in going, these guys freaking stink. So you don't you don't believe in them. And I'm curious on if you're so confident. And the receivers? No. And it's why the offense back. Why don't you have Dolphins plus one on your sheet? Because I don't bet Chiefs games. I never have, and I'm not going to. Well, you have. You sound very confident, though. I mean, you have, though. Bet the Chiefs? Yeah, not this year, but you for sure. No, I don't think in two years I I didn't at all last year either. No, you did last year for sure. I really don't think think I did. That was I think we pure pressure. I'm not betting on the Chiefs. I don't bet on the Chiefs, and I don't bet on Texas. I think we pure pressured you. You also bet on Texas this year too. You definitely bet on Texas this year. Yeah, definitely. Don't make me go back and look, dude. I kind of want to. Nine you guys two, do your nine best. two over over fifty eight and a half. Texas versus Rice. All right. Did it hit? For, for didn't no, even it, hit. Yeah, no, did <laughs> didn't even hit. <laughs> uh, that's that was... when I solidified. I don't bet on Texas. Okay. <laughs> All right. So who's whose turn is it? Austin is it your turn. Austin, yeah, it's, it's Austin. Let's get into these. It's NFL Austin's bets. NFL bets. You also bet that, that they would make the playoffs. Who? Sorry, go ahead. You. Who would make the playoffs? Texas. Well, yeah. That's a bet. Well, yeah. Nah, okay. It's all right, buddy. Just make your bets. Technicality. Happy four years. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. For sure. Rams plus three versus the Packers. Our Falcons minus four and a half versus the Vikings. Might as well hit that a little harder. The Rams being dogs by three points is actually kind of surprising to me against the Packers, whether this game is at home or away. It doesn't even matter. Like the Packers, they scored 10 points last week, looked like garbage, lost to the Vikings. Vikings are good, I get it, but still, like, <laughs> what the hell? The Rams aren't that bad. I know they got blown out by the the, the Cowboys. I think, but like, I think it's because huh. Stafford might not play. Who cares? Okay, Sorry. Sorry, that did Jesus come off. Christ. Really <laughs> Listen here, dickweed. 
No, I'm super sorry. Uh, next, the under 37 and a half Cardinals versus Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson might play, kind of need him to play, kind of want him to play because, my God, I need a quarterback in our dynasty league or I'm going to take a big old double loss. So that game, taking the under there, don't think it's going to be very high scoring or a very good slash fun game to watch. Next up, Giants taking them plus one and a half versus the Raiders. And then I'm taking the under at 40 and a half Chargers versus Jets. I think this is going to be more of a, a defensive bout for the Jets against this Chargers offense. And I don't think the Jets offense can score very much. So they're not going to be putting up points. I think this might actually be kind of a low-key enjoyable game where it comes down to the wire again. And I'd actually like to take the Jets to win this ball game. I think that's going to be exciting. So just kind of something to keep an eye on that. And I do have 11 bets this week. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I am up. Uh, I am taking the Bengals at minus two and a half at home against the Bills. I think I do think this game is a shootout, but I think Joe Burrow's back healthy. I think this team is clicking. I think they needed that bye week. They're looking good. Uh, I'm also taking the Falcons at minus four and a half against the Vikings. Let's go Falcons. Um, next two first drive punts chiefs first drive punt Titans on Thursday night. First drive punt. Those are my four bets for NFL. Dan, go ahead. Give us your parlay. So uh parlay. I'm definitely taking SMU as an 11 point favorite against rice. Um, you guys got me in my head about which bet to get rid of, though, because I want Notre Dame Clemson so bad, but you guys make excellent points, like phenomenal points on why that game is a rat, why it's a trap, and why everyone should stay the hell away from that game. But I really like it. Right. <laughs> I just you know every sometimes a sometimes a rat's not bad, yeah. uh, but that means I got to drop another game. And I think I'm going to get rid of the Giants Raiders under. Okay. I'm going to get rid of that. I think yeah. maybe the Raiders, they fired the offensive coordinator. They fired the head coach. Maybe it's just, they just got rid of everybody that was bad vibes. So just trying to pick one to get out. Uh, I'm going to take the bills over 21 and a half going to Cincinnati as part of my parlay. And then my last bet will be. Coastal Carolina is a one-point dog going Old Dominion. So my three bets are Coastal Carolina on the spread, SMU on the spread, and the Bills team over 21 and a half. Okay. AC, what do you got? Oh, man. I'm actually really uh, – Old Miss, Old Miss minus three versus Texas A&M <laughs> over Ohio State 42 and a half and uh, Rams plus three versus Packers. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry, I'm typing this in for you real quick. All right, you did that really fast. All right, I didn't get a chance to do it. (laughs) All right, okay. I'm taking Chiefs first drive punt. I'm taking Oklahoma minus six. I'm taking the under 16 and a half Bama LSU. That's my three. Chiefs, Chiefs first drive punt. You dog. (laughs) You dog. Damn straight. I mean, if they, hey, hey, if the Dolphins are winning by 10, the Dolphins are winning by 10, folks, it's going to happen. So, Dolphins win by 10. I'm going to have to go to the hospital after four hours because something ain't going away. Love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Um, I don't, we didn't even fill out last week's thing. Okay. All right. So what are we going with? What do you, what's your favorite, everybody favorite bet? Uh, can we put down Notre Dame two and a half at Clemson? Oh, we're not. I'm kidding. I'm not going to let you. Okay. What do you guys seriously, what do you feel about bears as a 13 and a half over for points against the saints? Saints defense is good. All, they're good. always good. Yeah, Saints defense it. is always good. 
I don't love it. I don't love it either. I'm letting you know, even though I have it in my three gamer, I'm for mine, I'm doing Oklahoma minus six versus Oklahoma State. That's mine. Okay. Give me a Houston three and a half dog going to Baylor. Houston three and a half against Baylor. Oh, I'm in Austin sheet. I'm like, dude, I'm not saying that. Okay. (laughs) All right. Austin, what about yours? For our five leg parlay, let's get a little let's get a little dicey here, boys. Let's get a little dicey here. How about the over 47 and a half two lane versus East Carolina? I feel like Dan's a low key two lane fan. I thought he might like that, but it's kind of why I put it in there. It's funny because oh, I like I, I like two. I think I've bet two lane more than anybody this year, Michael. Yeah, Brad. you have been pounding two lane. Yeah, like in a pause. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Pause. Anywho, what? okay. Next, what? Uh, another bet that I'll <laughs> okay. throw in there. Um, <laughs> just kind of threw me for a loop there. Not gonna lie. Uh, think, 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 to think. What are our thoughts on Falcons? I was gonna say we have I think we all we all have the Falcons at some point during that game as a favorite. So exactly. Yep. Okay. All right. Do you think we could get a Bijan Robinson game? Yeah. For as much as the Vikings blitz, like the Vikings are blitzing at a historical rate. I feel like if Heineke can just like dump one off to the side to Bijan, we could get like a 70 yard Bijan touchdown in this game. Yeah. And it won't surprise me at all. Yep. 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 Okay. I I have two from you guys that I, I'll let you guys decide. Okay. So, I mean, technically I have the SMU one as well um, because I liked it so much, but SMU minus 11 or the over 42 and a half Ohio State Rutgers. Those are the two. Hmm. Or that's tough. So Ohio State left probably 21 on the field against Wisconsin. With uh, they had two for sure red zone turnovers, and I think another one at midfield. And I think I'm not blowing anyone's mind when I say that Wisconsin's defense is way better than Rutgers. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. So I could see that. Let's do it. Because I still think Rutgers. I still think Rutgers can put up seven to ten points. Yeah, 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 I think Rutgers right? is Rutgers is a weird team because they're bowl eligible, but we're all like they're not probably going to win another game this year. Yeah, exactly. So okay, we're <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's I'm in a weird spot with Rutgers. Okay, so we're going to focus a lot on college this week, then, uh, which is fine. We have one NFL game, so we got Oklahoma minus six. We have Houston plus three and a half. We have the over forty seven and a half Tulane East Carolina. We have minus four and a half Falcons, and then over forty two and a half Ohio State Rutgers. I like that. We're due for an Ohio State blow-up game. Yeah, we are. We are. Like we've I been dogging, dogging their offense all year. Everybody has. Oh, I think we're due for a blow-up. Dog, dog, dog. dog. I mean, He's got that I, dog in him. I didn't even know he played football, but dog. Anyway, dog. <laughs> He's a linebacker in my eyes. Dog. Right. <laughs> is there is there something is there something I don't know about that? Have you I not seen see? that video? It's it's no. you've seen that, high, you've seen that oh. high school the clip of the high, high school, school kid. kid. Oh my! Talking God. about just, his buddies just, that played running back, he's like dog, uh-huh. dog, dog, and he's just naming them all not. dogs. That's yeah, got Dan Keefe written all over. Dude, it. Just Dude, all, all I get on my TikTok right now is the diary of a wimpy kid. Turn around, happened two eyes, years ago. Which I'm yeah, not complaining like about. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. That does it, boys. I love that your guys' game is 7:30. Also. And my team doesn't play, so I get to just enjoy Sunday. Just I'm gonna make some pancakes. My wife's out of town. It's just me. Pancake eating mother. 
Yep. Pancakes, <laughs> pancakes and donuts for me, me and Miles. Miles is just like keeps just chanting boys, boys weekend. And I'm like, that's my kid. Oh man, he gets that's it. my dog. Oh, <laughs> he also, we also have been starting to play uh football outside with the neighborhood kids. Dude, Ooh. Miles just goes after my kneecaps, dude. Like every Ooh. time he, he always wants to be on defense and he goes after my knees. I'm like, dude, um, in the passer. Bro. Have you so have you guys seen the Michael Vick video going around? Where it's like uh, when my when, when my kid and his friends, when my 10-year-old kid and his friends want to play football and ask me to be all-time quarterback. And it's just Michael Vick highlights of him like spinning out dudes, making them crash into each other. Basically all the Vikings highlights, Mike Vick stuff. The only thing on my TikTok's like Paw Patrol and uh da 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 da. I had somebody send it to me. I don't know. You guys see this video, Mike Vick? Yeah, exactly. I said like all that means there's room for other stuff. My mistake. Yeah, how dare you? First off, I'm sad. I'm not getting as many golf videos as I used to because golf season's over. Yeah, yeah. Priest, you sending us out of here, bub? Yeah, I am. Okay, we appreciate you all. Good luck on your bets. Good luck to your teams. That does it. Good night, we've been.